Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here to talk about the Ogregate Inn book that we have just put out. This is our um, our new supplement for Wandering Heroes of Ogregate, and I think it looks really good. It's a very uh, nice looking cover and back, and the interior images all look nice. I was really happy with it. Whenever we get to the uh, the the sort of printing phase, you're always worried about the things that can go wrong, and so. You know, there were some formatting things we had to do uh, in order to, to make this one work, and we did it. Um, and, you know, it's a real sort of tribute. that we, uh, Our layout guy uh, did incredible work getting the uh, getting everything sort of in shape for uh, for the printing process. And, uh, and yeah, so, again, I've talked about this book before, but, uh, you know, now that I have a print copy, I can sort of see the final result in it. It, it does, you know, these books always do feel different when you have the print versus the PDF. And uh, and so this one is a, uh, a setting supplement for the Leafon area. And kind of what we're, what we're trying to do with these books, and uh, again, like I said before, we're probably going to get about as far as Hyann, and then some of the Empire stuff will be dealt with in PDF and all that. But what we're trying to do is sort of create a... a like a wuxia sandbox basically so you have uh, a good portion of the book is devoted just to sort of the leaf on area so that is um all of chapter two is the gazetteer and chapter two is let's see how many pages it goes to page 84 where does it start it starts on um it starts on page 11 i think so 11 to 84 is the gazetteer section so that's all uh, places in the uh, in Lifan and you know with locations and and uh, you know encounter tables and maps and all that stuff and then chapter three is the Ogregate in adventure and that's a specific location in Lifan so you can kind of think of that as sort of like what I was trying to do I was trying to give you a region and then focus on one region and then magnify that region and as a way of sort of ex ex explaining how I might do things and as an example of how to um, how to expand. I mean, I know GMs know how to do this, but I just thought, you know, I've, 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 I've received a number of questions from people about how I do things, and uh, and I thought that this was a, a sort of a cool uh, adventure idea, because originally the, the Yoga Gideon was just going to be its own adventure, and then I realized these things were sort of part of the same same book, and and so I, I combined them, and uh, and it's, 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 a, it's a... So the Yoga Gideon... Uh, is actually a series of chapters in the books. It's chapters three, four, and five, and those chapters cover the Ogregate Inn, uh, the region around Ogregate Inn, uh, another sort of hidden location in the inn, and then an even deeper location at the inn. And it provides sort of a, a scenario, and it creates event tables and NPCs that can all kind of do different things. So that depending on what your players do, how they react. Who shows up everything could kind of come out differently and you don't necessarily have to do the adventure that's in the book you could just use there's some random tables that i provide and you could really use those just to sort of run uh the inn and see what happens um and so so you know it's it's again it's sort of like a a setting supplement with one area kind of focused in on as the site of a of a potential adventure but really just kind of magnifying the location and then that's followed by the uh, non-player character chapter, which is, uh, you know, I think that's a pretty substantial uh, amount of space in the book as well. Let's see, that goes from uh, 
127 to 158. And, you know, these are, a lot of these are NPCs that appear in the Gazetteer section, so it's just a further expansion of uh, information on them. And, uh, you know, this is... We, in, 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 in our books, we'll usually include something called the Martial Worlds Personalities Table. And this is something that can come up on random tables where you might encounter a specific person in the Martial World. And so some of these are just people that happen to be in Li Fan that you could encounter. And then followed by that is the uh, Kung Fu Technique section, which is uh, um, uh, just some new Kung Fu techniques for people to use. Uh, I think some of the illustrations of this chapter are really great, too. And then we have the monster chapter. Oh, sorry, no, the equipments, and then the uh, and then the monster chapter, and all together it comes to about a hundred and ninety ninety one pages, roughly. I think with everything that's like a hundred and ninety five, hundred ninety eight. But this is a nice solid book. It's not as big as the core book. It's definitely uh, smaller. It's two hundred pages. But I got to say, even two hundred pages is a lot. That's uh, definitely. Uh, I'm I'm going to increasingly try to get closer to a hundred pages uh, with these uh, with with the other books if I can. The high end book will also be about this size, and uh, the uh, House of Paper Shadows is going to be about hundred pages. And I know we have other things coming down the pike, and I just can't even remember them. The Strange Tales book will be about hundred pages, but these region supplement books, the the printed versions, and the uh, the full regions will always probably be about 190 pages uh some books that just cover say like a province in the empire those will be smaller and so what i'm thinking i'm going to do is i know i like this one i i really enjoyed writing this one i had i, I ran a whole campaign in lifan and so this was this is really a product of that campaign and i think it really it shows i think you can i think looking through this book you can see all of the details that uh, that I had to think about because I was running the region. And there's a big difference, I find, between sort of sitting there and just drawing a map and coming up with ideas and writing about it versus dropping players in and having them go explore things. Then you have to actually think about, well, okay, what's behind this? What's here? Uh, how does that connect to this? It, 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 it forces you to kind of liven up the place. Um, so, uh, so this one I was really excited about. And uh, the high-end book I'm really excited about. Uh, that one, I'm delaying it a little bit because I have a few books I want to get out in between. But the high-end book is is probably the most killer clans book that we uh, that we have. It's uh, it's very um, it's very much inspired by that kind of a martial arts movie, and it explores the area around Leaf. Uh, sorry, around Hai'an uh, in a similar way to what the Leafon book does. Um, but it places a particular emphasis on a specific region in Hai'an. So you get the whole of Hai'an, but then I really, uh, instead of doing the thing that I did here where I focus in on uh, a, uh, a, a, lo a specific location, in that book I'm going to focus on sort of the southern river valley where there's an ongoing conflict. And, uh, and, and, and some of the locations in the, in, in the leaf, the, the high-end book will be quite different. Um, and, and then after that, I'm still debating about what to do with Hu Chin. Because Hu Chin, I have to admit, I'm not terribly excited about it. Uh, I mean, I, I, my characters go to Hu Chin and, and all that, but I just don't get as uh, excited about Hu Chin as I do with Hai'an and Li Fan. And um, with the Empire, I, I generally have kind of wanted to leave that more to GMs. But what I'm thinking of doing now is 
maybe releasing stuff in PDF for individual provinces. Uh, I'm at least going to try it with one province. I have a book on Fanshu province that I'm doing. And it, it, at the very least, it'll be something to get the ball rolling so the GMs can see this is what a province looks like. And if people like it, maybe I'll do more. You know, if people really like it and if I get excited about it. But for me, the key is I've got to be engaged with the stuff. I've got to be interested in it. Uh, the Lee Fawn book I was very interested in writing, and so that's why I did it. I was, you know, everybody that follows my blog knows I'm a big fan of the Dragon Gate movies, and this is, you know, it's it's sort of like if you took Dragon Gate, a little bit of Feast of Goblins, and a little bit of uh, 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 Strange Tales from a Chinese Studio, you kind of get this the, this book. I call it the um, the King Who book because it's uh, it, uh, there's a lot of King Who in this uh, in this one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so the, the, again, I think the artists did a great job. The mappers did a great job. The, the, the layout guy did a great job. It, it looks really solid. And, um, I think that we have, a uh, a, a nice setting supplement. You know, it's, 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 it, you never really know what these things are going to look like before you send them to the layout person and before you, you get them, uh, printed and you can get all kinds of surprises uh, after the printing is done. And there were some challenges with the formatting uh, for the coloration of the cover and stuff. There's, there's pretty stringent um, uh, ink coverage requirements at Lightning Source, and those are sometimes a challenge to meet. And, and so, uh, so thankfully, we were able to meet those. And, uh, and yeah, so, so again, I'm, and, and also I should say, I, people might notice I did the matte cover on the core book and on the, uh, Lifan book, I did a, um, a laminated, uh, cover and, or a glossy, a glossy cover. And the reason why it has nothing to do with cost. It cost me the same either one, but w with the matte, I did not like the way it felt under my fingers. Every time I opened the, uh, the aggregate book, it was, it, it was sort of like nails on a chalkboard to me. The matte has like a texture to it and something about that really bothered me. So I went with the glossy just because I knew I wouldn't have as strong a reaction to it. So people might notice that. And so what will end up happening is the core book will be matte and all the other books are going to be glossy. And, uh, and I hope people are okay with that. I think it looks good glossy. Uh, I know not everybody is as big a fan of glossy as matte, but I really like the way glossy feels. So I am going to, uh, going to go with that. Gl glossy, you know, does not, uh, does not have that finger on a chalkboard uh, feel. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, we'll see what um, what we're gonna do next. I think uh, uh, just to give people a general idea. I know I, I say this stuff a lot, but it's just so that people you know uh, know because I know not everybody hears every one of these podcasts. But the next book to come out is gonna be the Dalu book, and that's like right around the corner. That is, um, it's a pay what you want. And so it's not going to have quite as many bells and whistles as some of the other books, but it's got a lot of interesting stuff in it. And I did something a little bit different with the Kung Fu techniques in it. I, um, For that book, I was trying to illustrate how I organize my own uh, campaign stuff and how I prepare my own campaign stuff. So instead of having a Kung Fu techniques chapter, which I'm going to have in all the other books, and, and, and you find in the Ogigate In book, all of the Kung Fu techniques are entered into the NPC entries. Uh, this is both convenient um, and it also gives me a little bit more leeway to sort of customize things and not worry about 
about having sort of like this, you know, this this big list of things I got to always reference. And that's how I generally run the game. So I just wanted people to see that so they could see that, you know, when I make an NPC for a session, I, I come up with a Kung Fu technique that sort of matches what I what I envision the character doing. Um, and and so uh, so with the Dalu book, that was the intent there. And I think it um, I, I think that uh, that should be out probably it's very hard to put a specific date on, but if we want to, it'll be out by the 15th. I can put it that way. We could definitely have it out by the 15th. Um, if there's anything we want to sort of adjust maybe later, but the, but, it, but, but I'm, I'm hoping to have it out by the 15th and, uh, and again, it'll be pay what you want. So, uh, and, and I don't know what I'm going to do for a suggested price yet. It is a hundred pages and I'm going to think about that, but, uh, but with these pay what you wants, obviously, um, uh, this, you know, here, here's what I'll say about this book. It actually does have a lot of art and stuff. We did invest, you know, quite a bit in making the book. Um, but, uh, but, but it's, uh, it's, it's going to be, you know, uh, a pay what you want. And I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm guessing maybe like a fair suggested price might be four ninety nine or something, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. And after that, we're going to hopefully have House of the Paper Shadows out, which I'm really looking forward to. That's, uh, that's a book that I uh, have been waiting for for a long time. I finished it last year, and then it, and it's, it's been in editing and sort of going through the pipeline and all this stuff. And, and so uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's, 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 it, it was my favorite one to work on so far. Uh, then uh, we're going to be doing Strange Tales after that. Strange Tales is... Uh, is, is uh, so in terms of where Strange Tales is, all the maps are done. I have all the maps done. I have all of the basic writing done and all the adventures are done. I just need to sort of uh, flesh it out a little bit. One problem I'm running into is I, I want to keep it at 100 pages and I've already hit my word count. So I really can't add any more material. So I'm going to go incredibly light on, on setting stuff and leave that to the sort of the GM and things and just give you the tools to, to run a game so this so the game's going to sort of assume a certain level of familiarity with the genre um it's not it's just not as big a book as ogre gate so it's going to be more limited in that respect but what you'll get is you'll get a, a system for for running those kinds of adventures and a, a series of example adventures for advance for example adventures with maps and all that like it's gonna they're you know, each have all the stuff you need to run them um, and fully illustrated and, and, you know, complete monster section and all that stuff. Um, so, but I really wanted this one to kind of float on the adventures themselves. So I think the, I think the adventures illustrate, uh, sort of what, what the campaigns are supposed to be and how the game is supposed to, uh, be approached. And, uh, and after, after we do Strange Tales, then that's when we're going to, probably release either the high-end book or bloodstained roads of the martial world and then we'll get to the profound book and and that's right now that's my game plan and and we'll see how that goes this is you know i you know i i think we're i think we're moving at a good pace we have the aggregate in book out i wanted to take time getting stuff done with it so you know it was written uh uh i think i think this i think the aggregate in book was almost done around the time that the rule book was almost done. It's just that, you know, the, the, I continued to develop things. I, 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 I realized I wanted more maps. I, I, you know, was changing things, adjusting things. And so, 
Um, and so now it's it's in a state where I feel happy with it. And, you know, again, it's a, it's a, I think it's a really cool region. And it's got a little bit more of a supernatural vibe to it. Like, you know, a lot of people that follow the blog and the podcast know that I'm uh, a fan of uh, Pu Song Ling's Strange Tales in the Chinese Studio. And I tried to incorporate a little bit more of that into this one. Um, you know, that's, again, that's why it's called the uh, Strange Land of uh, Strange Land of Li Fan. I wanted something that was uh, more open to supernatural stuff. I, I find that uh, the sweet spot for me with, with Wuxia is I like being able to run Come Drink With Me, but I also like being able to run stuff like uh, Buddha Palm. And so having that sort of holy flame of the martial world level of supernatural available is helpful. It, it, uh, it, it gives you more options. And so you can always bring it down to sort of the gritty, um, you know, character-focused Wuxia adventures. But it, it really helps, at least for me, for a long-term campaign to have access to, you know, magical objects and ghosts and other things that can kind of mix things up and and keep things interesting and so that they're not always just about the, the feuding uh, sex and things like that. So, um, you know, but you, you, know, you switch back and forth. So right now I'm working on the uh, Fanshu book, which is going to be the, the Lady 87 uh, uh, supplement. And... And that I decided very deliberately that what I wanted to do was make it a um, uh, a gritty sort of uh, you know sort of a gritty in the style of Duel for Gold or um, or or Killer Clans or any of these movies that are you know just more about the 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 the, the gangster side of the martial world and 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 so there were a lot of things in my campaign that were supernatural but for this i decided to shave down the supernatural stuff i i scrubbed out the supernatural and there's 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 very minimal supernatural elements in the in the fanchu book and and so it's got a much more gritty feel and and i think it makes sense because it's in the empire so the emperor has sort of his dominance over that area and things are fairly orderly and you're not going to have as many spirited creatures running around perhaps so uh, so that was the idea. And, uh, and also just in terms of what the focus of that adventure was, I wanted the focus to be a little bit more on sort of these, these, these different groups that are in the region, the, the, the criminal empire of Lady 87. Um, uh, but what I like is I like having that and I like having the supernatural. To me, that's really important. Having, having access to these different tools that I can use as a GM is handy. I think the way to look at it is every GM is going to be a different type of wuxia director um and and you know i don't i'm not trying to confuse mediums here i just think it's a handy uh comparison so uh you know you know maybe 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 you want to run the game like chang chan movies and if you do you can you can you know you can focus on the the bloodshed and and ignore some of the supernatural stuff but if you if you want to get a little bit more gonzo you can you know if you so uh, I think it's, um, I think, I think, you know, again, it depends on, you know, maybe what director you're emulating, you know, King who he sort of had his foot in both. He could do, he could do, uh, you know, supernatural, he could do pure wuxia and he could even brilliantly take something that was a supernatural story, like a touch of Zen and, and, and make it, you know, like, like take out 
some of the supernatural elements, but then still have them underlying the, the, the material somehow. So in some instances I did that. What I would do is I would like, say for example, here's an example of something that I did. I had a, uh, in my, in my, uh, regular campaign, we have a, a, a giant sort of spider demon type creature. And in the lady 87 book, I still needed that character because she was important to what was going on, but I didn't want to have her be a big giant spider. So I turned her into a normal person, and her name just became the spider. So she she has uh, um, you know she 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 sort of her 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 uh, you know her costuming might sort of you know suggest spider, but she's not in any way supernatural like that. I mean she has you know supernatural powers that are within the bounds of wuxia, but she doesn't have um, any sort of demonic abilities or anything like that. So that was. Uh, you know, example of, of, of me sort of trying to emulate that approach, and and I thought it, I thought I thought it worked really really well in the uh, um, in the Lady A Seven. But again, uh, you know, what I'm trying to say is that uh, you know I think that all the stuff in these setting books they're all tools. You know, you, you take and you ignore what you want, and the idea is, uh, uh, you know, the I think the more tools GMs have, the better. So I'd rather have there be a wide assortment of things available to you, dungeons, ghosts, uh, martial sex, uh, manuals, all kinds of things, so that you can use them however you want. And so that's, uh, you know, it's just my very long-winded way of saying that. So, um, so yeah, so, and in my own campaigns, you know, the supernatural is, uh, is common enough. It's, uh, it's something that I find is a, is a good cleanser between you know, if I if I had a bunch of sect war adventures, it's nice to sort of then focus on like a demon or a ghost or um, or some weird supernatural threat. I think uh, I think that stuff can really mix things up, and I think uh, you know players like seeing different things in the game. So um, so yeah, so so I don't know. That's 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 where I am with this, and I think that. Uh, um, you know, again, Ogre Gate Inn, I'm really happy with this. I'm really proud of this book. I think this is a, a solid adventure. Um, the, what I would suggest, if you, if, you, if, you, if you want to check it out, you know, look through the Gazetteer. You know, it's not something you have to read beginning to end, but I think it's one of those things, if you, if you examine each section, you'll notice interesting things. So, um, so definitely, you know, look through the Gazetteer. But then take a close look at that Ogre Gate Inn adventure because I think it's easy to miss sort of uh how significant it is it's it's um it's a really important part of the book and uh and and i think that the, the most important chapter to read is the ogre gate in chapter for that section and then if you want to explore the other locations you can do so and uh and the npcs are another section that i always encourage people to look at i think that um uh you know they're 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 really crucial to uh to running a wuxia game and um and one of the interesting things in this book that I like that we did is uh, we had took a character who appeared in the original rule book, and she actually has two images in the in the original rules. One that's set, uh, you know, like ten years before the uh, uh, another image in the book, and and we've and so we've taken her, we've aged her even more in this one. It's not like a meta plot thing. Like, there's not like you know, I'm not advancing the timeline of the campaign, but this is her currently in the campaign. This is sort of 
you know, and so I, I like sort of that. I, I like seeing a character develop over time, and you can see that in the art. And and Jackie, the the artist who drew it, Jackie Musto, uh, she she was really nice working with uh, on you know on stuff like this. She's uh, uh, you know it, it, there was a lot of thought put into this character, and um, and so I think I think that shows in a lot of these illustrations. Um, so yeah, so again, I've probably been going on for way too long. Um, let's see. I was going on so long that my uh, my screensaver turned on. So yeah, this is a 25-minute podcast. I haven't done just one of these free-form ones in a long time, so if I was rambling, I apologize. Um, normally on Friday, I do my Wuxia uh, movie thing, and we're not doing it, so I think my brain is just like you have to get on the computer and talk. So that's what I'm doing. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so... Again, we, we, we have a lot of stuff that we're working on. Another thing that we're going to try to do is we're going to try to live stream a, uh, uh, a campaign with Deathblade. Uh, it's probably just going to be one adventure or maybe like one, one to three sessions, anywhere between that range. Maybe one, maybe two, maybe three. And we're going to do it as sort of a way of uh, celebrating the, the Legends of Ogregate book. We're getting closer and closer to, to completing it. Or I should say, Deathblade is getting closer and closer to completing it, and and so we want to we want to sort of you know mark uh, you know the d- different different uh, goals that are being met here, and and so uh, you know we decided we might we might run a, a a live stream adventure. We don't know if it's the the problem with it is uh, we we originally wanted to do something in the Legend of Ogregate book, but it's actually a little hard uh, because I have so much more material for present day Chishien. Um, in terms of mechanics and all that stuff. So what I'm thinking we might do is we might take something that happens in the book and maybe I'll come up with an adventure that's, you know, got backstory based on that or uh, or we'll just feature another aspect of the setting and, you know, it's still uh, connected to Ogregate, but uh, we're just trying to have fun. But we'll, we'll see what, what we decide to do. I mean, I, I ultimately want it to be a good adventure. So that's really the 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 thing that matters the most and uh and and what we might do too is we might run some of the material we've been putting out maybe i'll do something from ogre gate in or maybe i'll do something from the dalu book or uh you know i don't know uh but um but yeah and it's going to be live stream so uh you know and we also we do have a i put a podcast up of the session of uh lady 87 that we just did um full warning you know it's just you know it's a it's a very casual game and so you know, it's not like, um, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to win any awards for, uh, for my NPC performances, but I think it'll give people an idea of, though I should say one, uh, one or two of my players might, but me, no, but, uh, but it'll give people an idea of, um, of how I run a game and, uh, just sort of the general approach that I take and, and how the game and how the game itself operates, um, I don't think we made any mistakes this time out. Uh, it's a little hard to say cause it was a, you know, I think it was like a two hour podcast. And so that's, it's really hard to sort of comb through that and make sure there weren't any mistakes in the mechanical, uh, parts of the game that we were applying, but I don't think so. And, and so, um, in fact, there was one thing where I know that some, that we, there was a little discussion in the podcast that where an accuracy came up in the rules and I took it out because I didn't want to mislead anybody. So, um, and it just had to do with the XP progression. Um, I think, uh, we got confused and thought it was, 
nine instead of 12 or something like that. So I, uh, I, I didn't want to, if I left it in, I was worried people would, would, would just take a cue from the podcast rather than the book. Um, but, and I don't, and normally I just keep these things running and that's the only edit that's in that, uh, in that, uh, podcast thing. So the whole thing is just recording the whole way, uh, you know, like bad jokes and everything. Um, but yeah, so I got a lot of requests for doing a session on a podcast. So I decided to do it and, uh, and we'll see. I'm, you know, again, like I said, I'm not going to win any awards for, for my performance. And it was a very sort of not significant adventure or not significant moment in the campaign, but, I know I figure that's probably the better one to show because it kind of gives you a more of a window into how an actual game might run. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, I think I'm, you know, pretty much out of stuff to say now. Um, we'll, you know, I'll be back on, uh, I think on Sunday we're going to do the classic who with Nick. I know he has some exciting news about Dr. Who too, because I think he went to a convention and so we'll see, we'll see what he has to say about that. And, me and Adam are going to try to do the Babylon 5 thing on Saturday. So um, so we'll talk about the next two episodes in Season 3. And and then next week, we're going to do a Wuxia movie on Friday. And, uh, and you know, I'm sure we'll have, have more going on as well. And I'm going to try to get those session logs up. I've still got my campaigns running, but I've been very lazy about doing my session logs. And that actually is harmful for me too because i rely on those session logs sometimes for information so um i really need to get them out there but i've been uh i was uh reviewing the aggregate in book and i've been writing the strange land of leaf on book i'm oh, sorry sorry the, the strange tales book and i've been um uh also revising the dalu book and working on uh the late 87 book and so uh between all those things i just uh I, 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 I haven't been able to get the session logs. Uh, so what I might do is I might just sort of create a, you know, five session synopsis, uh, to get back on track. And, um, we had some interesting things actually in the disposable disciple campaigns. Uh, my characters are getting to the profound levels in this campaign. Now that campaign has been going on and I know I said I was going to end this, but you know, whatever. Um, that campaign's been going on for ages. It's over. It's it's I don't know a year and a half, two years at this point. I I don't know how how long. Over over yeah, two years, maybe two and a half. I don't know. I don't know how long it's been going on, but it's been going on for a while. And the characters are just getting the profound level, and the things change tremendously when you get to the profound level. And I've been incorporating some different ideas into the game too. I started using um seclusion rules for I mean, there, there are rules for seclusion for immortals in the game but i decided to incorporate something like it for um for the profound characters so that when you go from six to seven there's sort of like a shortcut and i posted about it on the blog and i tried it with one of my player characters and so he just got to the profound level and all the other characters are about to get to the profound level in like a day um but uh but he came out of seclusion and he was chi rank seven and the way that I sort of have been doing it, and I'm going to get into this in the profound book, but it's it's sort of taken a while for the idea to take shape because I'm I'm trying to sort of model it after different things, but also keep it aggregate, and so that's kind of a challenge. Um, but but the way that it works is you kind of choose a path. So you you know you choose: Am I going to focus on the path of Dehua, or am I going to focus on the path of Henshi, 
or am I going to focus on the path of Gushan or um, or it could be, you know, any number of things or all kinds of different paths you could take in, in the setting. Um, but the character in question chose to go through Henshi. And so he uh, and Henshi is is sort of like the Guan Yin type goddess in the setting. She's a goddess of mercy. She's uh, she's really like the, the Buddhist uh, uh, analog in the game. And and so, you know, this character is married and the wife is also a profound character, but she is taking the Dehua path, which is sort of like Confucianism. So there's sort of an interesting thing going on between those two characters. And in his seclusion, he had this vision of, um, of, of Mount Dao. And so he, he went to Mount Dao and he found out that there's a, uh, a, pro, a sort of immortal sect that resides at the peak there. And, you know, he, he, you know, when he went there, there was a temple, which he had been to Mount Dao before, and this temple wasn't there before. And they had these cleansing waters, and he, he entered the waters, and his whole body burned, and they told him that he wasn't pure enough yet. Basically, his karma was still bad. He's done a lot of bad things, and he's now trying to follow the path of Henshi. And so um, he has to go and, you know, uh, you know, get some good karma going. So... Uh, and then return, and then he can uh, maybe gain access to the sect. So it was a pretty interesting session. Um, and, and again, this is why I've wanted to wait so long on, on, a, on something like the Profound Master book. It's one thing to sort of artificial... Like, I ran a bunch of Profound campaigns uh, when I was writing the rules. Like, I ran, I ran specifically, this is a Profound... Like, we're going to set the characters at G-Rank 7 and all that. But it's totally different to to get characters that have gone from chi rank one all the way up to chi rank seven it, it just it, it's a totally different experience and and the thing that i was finding when i was sort of trying to test out the profound master rules by just having characters start at chi rank seven is there was that that missing section of development in the campaign so i didn't know it was like i was having trouble seeing how you go from six to seven how those two things connected and 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 so i i just made a conscious decision i'm gonna wait and that's one of the reasons why the xp thing takes so long i wanted it to take that long and because I, I wanted the time and it actually turned out to be really good because that's a pretty good amount of time to have to wait to get to chi rank seven um and so so now i have a much clearer idea of 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 how this has to function in the game because i know uh, I know uh, how a character is going to go from being this rank one character to rising up and maybe becoming something like a, a leader of the martial world, but then breaking through to Chi rank seven, and then suddenly they're concerned with less worldly things, and they're they're trying to withdraw from the world at this point if they want to advance their cultivation, and and you, I really had to experience in the course of a regular campaign to to really understand how these things how the different rules that i was thinking of employing would affect everything and so like i said we, we play tested it plenty before but this is really i think the most important thing is sort of getting a you know it's why i've been running so many campaigns i've been trying to get a sense of um of of how this stuff will play out over time and uh and and, and i wanted to play it out over the time that other people would be playing out so that was another important part of it for um and uh, and so so what i've been doing is i have my uh my sunday game which is uh 
which is the one that's been going on forever and the characters are tier rank 7. I have a Saturday game that's a little bit more... I'm using it to sort of test out the chi ranks one through six, so I'll occasionally restart it, set it in another thing, just so I can try out other things or try out subsystems that I want to explore. And then I have my Tuesday game, which it, you know that group I find that they work really well with um, with uh, with concrete sort of goals and things like that, and uh, and having a, um, uh, a little more drama, a little more. Uh, a little more of like a, I don't know what you would call it, like a campaign buy-in where everybody's kind of on the same page. So for that campaign, I tend they, they tend to be a little bit more thematic in a way. They'll be, you know, like, we're all going to be this. We're all going to do that. And, uh, and so I've been using that for, uh, for, for, for uh, you know, miniature campaigns. And, uh, and, that's, and again, that, that allows me to explore different parts of the setting very easily. And so, yeah, so, and, and again, I, I, you know, and, and I occasionally will, will do, you know, other games. So, um, so, so I, you know, what I'm saying is the, the profound rules, the reason that I'm, I'm taking my time is because I really want to understand how the, that, that aspect of the system plays. Now you can run the profound rules from the aggregate rule book and it'll, it'll, it'll play fine. Um, what the profound book is going to do is it's going to, it's going to expand on some of those rules it's going to revise a few of them possibly though I, i'm going to be very cautious about that I, I really want to be hesitant to to change things but there are a few things where i can see okay it might work better if i do it this way so if i do that i might present it as an optional rule but it'll be a very strongly suggested optional rule and more importantly i'm gonna i'm gonna uh give the geography of the the different uh sort of immortal and uh demon hero sex and so you know those are the um you know so it's it's different because you're not look you're not really dealing with the world map at that point you're dealing with realm maps and so i've been really thinking about how to uh how to how to sort of hash that out because it's often sort of like a sect that's located on a peak or uh, a sect that's located in like a realm that's like you know high in in heaven somewhere uh you know high in the sky um Maybe it's even on the moon, you know, you know, I, I have like, I, like in my campaign notes, I have maps of Supreme Judge U's Lunar Kingdom and all that stuff. And so um, some of them are more detailed than others. Uh, you know, I have a, a place called the Hanging Valley of the Dead, which is, you know, like sort of an, uh, uh, you know, an under realm. Uh, and so, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to sort of decide how to, how to go about mapping it out. And 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 so that's what's going to be in the book is stuff like that more profound techniques more immortal abilities and insights and um and and so but that book i'm going to try to also keep in the 190 page realm i don't want that to be a big giant book either so um so we'll see what it what it ends up looking like but uh and and i actually do have a lot written for it but i might start from scratch again with it just because now i have so much more insight into it but i'm going to see it depends on uh uh, how much of the stuff that I've already got doesn't apply and how much does. And I'm going to go through it and make a decision. Um, but, but we'll see what happens. And, uh, and, and yeah, so, and I don't know when that's going to come out. That's, that's, that's a long haul type thing. Um, you know, probably, uh, you know, well, it'll be after, uh, the high end book, that's for sure. Um, and it'll probably be after the Bloodstained Roads book. And then, um, 
and, and we'll and then you know we'll see what we can do and i'm also even thinking uh you know i've been i've been talking with with people about this and we'll see but like the the profound book i see i wanted that to be a shansha thing but and it is to a degree but it's also tethered to aggregate so what i might do is i might do that but i might also do something kind of like what we did with strange tales but for shansha and and we'll see that's uh you know it's it's a it's a much more crazy genre so i i uh you know wuxia and and even like immortal stuff is fairly uh easy to do but when you get into the real like the way shansha web novels work those things get nut like like nuts in a good way but they get the the power levels get astounding and i think i think the power levels might even exceed like like if i were to take the power levels that that come up in some of these books they would exceed some of the power levels that exist at the realm of of the main gods in my setting so i'm trying to decide how to and, and again there's still room for that in the cosmology because uh you know i I don't know how familiar people are with um, uh, with the Ogre Gate setting, but it's 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 it starts with the Satorius book, and that presents a cosmology uh, that this is an outgrowth from, and and so Qixian is sort of a, a pocket within a much larger uh, universe of and in multiverse, and so uh, there's plenty of room for you know more stuff uh, beyond that. Um, and you know that's how I like to do things, and so you know the 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 enlightened goddess in the setting, you know her background is connected to Satorius, and I get into that in the GM chapter, and uh, you know and we planned that from the beginning. We planned like when we were working on Satorius, we planned all these connective threads, um, and so you know we didn't know exactly how everything was going to pan out, but we knew okay, Ogregate will be. The connecting point and he you know and i started work on it while we were working on satorius so i was able to bring them together i thought in at least a way that it you know it wasn't like an afterthought um and and i think it was cool too because that was a hard bridge that was like a hard thing to to uh to explain sort of the the setting that we were trying to do with Ogregate and how that would exist in the same cosmology um and and so you know it ended up being kind of an interesting explanation um but yeah so i guess i think now i am finally at the at the end point now that i'm 40 minutes in here um but i'll probably post this uh um you know early saturday afternoon i'm guessing Uh, i'm recording it friday night just because out of habit i started recording and needed to talk i think um but uh but i think i'll probably post it during the during the weekend and uh, I have a birthday coming up, so you might not hear from me until uh, after Sunday. And, uh, you know, we're taking a, uh, I think my first real break uh, from this and from, uh, from from the Friday podcast and from uh, my Sunday game in a long time. And uh, and then I'll be back on, on, the, on Monday and stuff. So, so, yeah, so I will talk to you later. And...